0: Hey everyone, welcome back or welcome to Paranoid. My name is Jillian Stone, and today is such a cool episode that we have today because we are joined by a special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Uh, hey everyone, you might know me as a Oklahoma Groiper or Daniel.
0: Awesome. Well, like I said before, today's episode is going to be such a cool one because we are going to be exposing some serious lies and cover-ups that our government uses to confuse us into believing their narratives. All right, Daniel, do you want to start?
1: Yeah, I just, uh, I'd hate when the government lies to us.
0: Yes, same.
1: (laughs) All right, so I guess we could start with the dinosaurs actually being dragons.
0: Yes. Okay. Why don't you tell me about the theory or the truth? I
1: don't know. I think it's kind of like a a, a huge psyop that you know this this thing called dragons exists. I think for hundreds of or millions of years or, yeah, uh, thousands of years, uh, different cultures around the world have had images of dragons, and you know these different cultures they all have the similar depictions. And, you know, one day in, like, 1942, some guy invents the term dinosaur, and all of a sudden, the whole uh, archaeology business comes into fruition. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I have a little bit of, like, information on him, too. His name was Sir Richard Owen, and he was actually friends with Charles Darwin, who was a Freemason. And Sir Richard <laughs> Owen was he was he could proclaim himself as an evolutionist and like you said no one believed before 1842 that dinosaurs were a thing uh because every single culture in the world up until 1842 uh they they had full documented proof that there were specifically only dragons not only that but in genesis uh the leviathan uh those were the dragons those were what god created as dragons and uh even so Uh, What I did following up with some research um, I found was that a lot of uh, the fossils were actually just rocks and they basically formed dinosaur bones from the rocks and stood them up on their hind legs to make it look like it was different, (laughs) but it was actually just rocks. And if they did find the dragon bones they would just be like oh this is just a dinosaur and then anybody else who was like no you're insane this is a dragon it's always been a dragon for thousands of years it's always been called a dragon why a dinosaur now and then basically they they just had like their own term for the word conspiracy theorist and they just laughed it off and decided that you know uh, we were all crazy for believing what the traditional truth was and that is the biblical truth and Thousands of cultures um, over the course of thousands of years believed that dinosaurs are actually dragons, which is, I believe that too. I believe that they're just dragons. Um, I I just find it really hard to believe that uh, over the course of like after the flood, um, and beforehand, just the idea of dinosaurs being around, is, it's just like it's too complicated for me. And we know that Satan is the author of confusion. And so the more complex that they try to make dinosaurs seem, we just know that it's more so just like a lie, an active uh, like a agenda being passed of confusion, you know?
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that like scientists find a bunch of bones. Maybe they're dragon bones. Maybe they come from you know, like several different species or something, or maybe just one dragon. But I think it's pretty clear that they excavate these bones and then they just rearrange them into whatever order they want to make different dragons.
0: Yes, I agree. And also what's really interesting is some people uh, have discovered that the bones that these alleged dinosaurs have are actually human bones. Like they're digging up bones. And they're actual human bones, but they're trying to form them into, like, dinosaur, like, fossil-looking things. It's really interesting. And there's a lot of, like, connections to, like, giant bones being found, like, Nephilim, like, giants, like, giant bones being found and put together uh, into dinosaur bones because they're trying to cover up that. Nephilim and giants ever existed and they're like oh no these are just the dinosaurs and like I you know the uh prehistoric sloth I'm wondering if that was actually just a Nephilim or like a giant because it's it was so huge and it just the bones of it don't look right to me
1: (laughs) yeah that's pretty funny I'm, I'm I think I'm convinced that Nephilim existed I mean I've seen uh, you ever seen? If you ever watch those YouTube videos of like giants being found or being excavated, it's like, yeah, okay, there's obviously Nephilim. I mean, any, oh, any yeah. Christian understands that.
0: Oh, absolutely! And I actually just ordered the Book of Enoch, and so right now I'm reading through it, and I'm like mind blown at just how much evidence, biblical evidence that Nephilims existed were. And, like, even going back into like biblical times where uh, God told man to basically go and kill off a whole bunch of tribes, I'm wondering if they were just like tribes of like humans mixed with dragons, humans with, mixed with giants, just a whole bunch of different Nephilim species that God told us to go and destroy. And so, whenever like the left comes at us and they're like, oh, your God is so cruel and evil he destroyed tribes and clans and all that and i'm like looking at it now i i'm like okay well they might not have even been human you guys like this is a it's insane and then after the flood like it's it's interesting that they no longer existed after the flood which makes me wonder if dragons were like a type of nephilim or demon or fallen angel that took the form of just a a beast you know
1: yeah i think that's one theory i think i really think the main thing is that the archaeology um, institute is like a billion dollar a billion yes. dollar industry and you know ever since the time of sir richard owen and charles darwin these evolutionists have been trying to prove that their theory is correct and you know it's a good way to make money
0: oh my god it's gosh, also yes.
1: it's also very interesting that after um 1942 was it when the the term dinosaur was created in 1958. Yeah, yeah, at 18, yeah, 1842. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in 1858, not too long after that, the first um, dinosaur bones were found by a guy named William, William uh, Folk. I think yeah. that's how you pronounce his name. And yeah. um, it was a uh, it was nearly a complete skeleton, and it was missing its head though. That was the only thing it was missing. Almost yes. like a human cut it off, like in battle.
0: Yes, because
1: you know. We know historically that when humans kill something, they like to take their heads as trophies.
0: Yep, yep, that is so. I actually heard that exact same thing. Maybe we were reading off of like the same articles or something because I saw that exact same story and I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me? This is Uh, amazing! (laughs) This is so cool!"
1: I didn't prepare any notes. I just, um, I'm going off my my past knowledge.
0: Oh, look at you. I have notes everywhere just to make sure I have the facts correct, because these people, they are coming at me, you know, they're like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is fact check. And I'm like, no, it's not
1: Right. <laughs> people are coming after you.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So my, they're just like they're from Reddit and they have like this hit piece on me <laughs> for being like this crazy Christian podcaster. And they put me on uh, Christian nightmares and I'm on right wing watch like let's every go. every couple weeks.
1: <laughs> well, if but, there's anything that you could be accused of, it's probably good that it's a right wing Christian podcaster. It's probably know, one of the best right? things you can be accused of.
0: Here I am, the Christian, the, the simple minded Christian conspiracy theorist. So that's what I can be. But <laughs> speaking of the government, you know, covering things up, let's talk about subliminal messaging. How about that? That's like, that's like one of the biggest things that was probably, it was probably like one of the first red pills that I had ever, you know, experienced as a kid. I grew up watching like, I don't know if you know who Shane Dawson is, but I used to watch his videos like every single day when I was like, in fifth grade and I would go home and I just watch all these conspiracy theories and subliminal messaging was like one of the first ones that I ever watched of him and it's just it's insane that I didn't realize how much it affected me until like now I'm 20 and it's like oh my gosh, how did I not see this stuff before as a kid? And, you know, all of like the trials that I went through in my life, you know, it like looking back at the things that I used to watch and thinking that they were like kid shows and they ended up just being so like incredibly inappropriate. And looking back at it now, I'm starting to kind of realize why I struggled so much as a kid because I was being fed all of these terrible like, sexual innuendos all of these just pedophilic things you know and it's just it's really interesting how people still don't understand that this is happening and they don't even understand what like subliminal messaging is and and for those of you who don't really know the definition subliminal messaging is hidden messages within a piece of content that influence your mind without you knowing so like you see this stuff all the time on Disney like I don't know if you've seen Daniel the um the little mermaid and um yeah. it's it's like <laughs> you see like the 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 castle that has a male appendage looking like thing and I was when I saw that um at, in fifth grade I was like no that can't be that cannot be and then all of a sudden, he start Shane started going into like the Lion King, like that one scene where he's like giving a big huff and he falls onto the ground, and you see the uh, the dust spelling S E X in the in the dust, and it's so I was like, what are you kidding me? And then there's like a, there's a Donald Duck clip where like. It's, it's one of those movies. I forget which movie exactly it was from, but he w- Donald Duck was laying in bed, and then all of a sudden, like, you see this rising appendage, and you're just like, what?
1: Oh, yeah, that was a funny meme world- for a while.
0: Oh, my gosh, yeah. What are some that you've seen?
1: Well, listen, Jillian, here's the thing about subliminal messaging. It's sort of like a normie conspiracy. I mean, it's, it is kind of a way, like you said, uh, to co- coerce individuals, sort of like a mild form of psychi- psychological mind control.
0: Yeah. But it
1: also does show how easily people's minds are manipulated. Absolutely. Like if you look at pretty much like any major corporation, you it's not uh, hard to tell that these guys are like all Freemasons. Oh my and, gosh, um,
0: yeah.
1: And there are, there are a lot of um, commercials that these people make with examples of like Freemason imagery. Like for example... I was on Reddit and I saw this. Uh, they were talking about this commercial for Kia's, which is the car, and um, they were talking about this the Freemason imagery of like the triangle with the upside down eye and like the triangle has wings. And wow. it's like, I think no one in their right mind is being like conditioned from something like this unless you're like some sap who's thinking like, "Wow, that what a ser- what a silly commercial," and you know you're like. <laughs> And, um, or like the people who are being blinded by consumer culture in general, in like a general sense, which yes. you don't necessarily have to trace back to some like meta narrative or conspiracy. It's just like a general, um, it just generally ties into capitalism.
0: Yes. And, I um, agree.
1: I don't think you're meant to see it unless you're looking for it. Like if, if you look for, um the Illuminati symbols, you know, trying to prove your own confirmation bias with enough time, you'll probably be able to find Illuminati symbols in any context. But um, then again, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Like if you see these countless commercials and advertising about like food and you see a certain food, like in like Avengers Endgame, they advertise Coke and you get a craving for Coke and you go buy it. So the, the point is that it does work to a certain mm-hmm. degree.
0: Yeah. And it
1: just shows how easily like people's minds can be manipulated.
0: Oh my gosh, you're so correct. And speaking of like Masonic stuff, um, I live in Florida. And if you didn't know, um, Florida is like super high populated, like Jewish, super high populated <laughs> Freemason, actually. Let's go. So you got Jews and Masons, but.
1: Jillian names them live on air. I know, right?
0: Here I go. Here I go. I have to keep it a little bit brief so I don't get banned on Spotify, but true, (laughs) you know, they're giving every single reason to kick me off of Spotify. But uh, what's really interesting is I have seen at least a hundred license plates at this at this point with Freemason symbols. Have you seen those license plates with like the Freemason like on the side you got the G like Have uh, you well, seen one well, those
1: Well, well cuz I live in Oklahoma and there's like a lot Freemasonry is like a big thing. Yeah, it's kind okay. of like on the community level like my yeah. great grandparent, parents were Masons and like you see these Mason organizations like everywhere. Yes. They're like funding the schools. Yeah in every town there's one, they host like gatherings every Sunday.
0: Yes. I, uh, there's about like in Hope Sound where I'm from, and there's like Stewart and Vero, um, in Florida, there are Masonic lodges literally everywhere. Like you type in on Google maps in Florida, a Freemason lodge, and like, it'll immediately come up with like hundreds of different locations, but What's really interesting, too, is that in Florida, you also see a lot of astrology. Like, you see a lot of people who are super into, like, the zodiac stuff. And what's really interesting to me is that, I don't know if you have it in Florida or in wherever you live, too, but in Florida, there's a lot of billboards that have, like, astrology numbers, like, repeating numbers. Like, for instance, if there was, like, a phone number on a billboard, it would be, like, 855-555-5555 855-555-5555 kind of thing and it's like six, it's six, everywhere six, there's i've actually seen a 6661 and i kind of flipped out it was really interest. it's really interesting though because like when i go down the road now i can see all of these reoccurring numbers and i'm like oh not today satan you're not getting me well but i I'm don't like- think
1: that like like all these local level like Freemasonries. i don't know if they're like they're like have um, manipulative intent. Like they're not trying to like convert people from the local level. They're just like, you know, these are like community-based um, organizations. These are organizations that you know generations through generations have been in. Your grandfather was in it, his uh, son, and then your like your uh, your dad was in it, and then now you're in it, right? And so yeah. it's n- it's not exactly like you're um, they're trying to manipulate you like inherently, but they're sort of like tools for.
0: Yeah, they're bigger. absolutely. Yeah, it's it's all for a bigger cause, and where where I've come to the conclusion of like doing all this research and getting just extremely red pilled. I mean, like I th- I don't know if you've known my past, but like I was like oh yeah super heavy. Yeah, I was like total <laughs> rhino. I call myself the reformed rhino, but I was like so deep into like the Masonic side. I didn't even know. I was like new age, almost like new age Christian. I literally did not know until I knew and kind of doing like all the research that I've done and being so incredibly red-pilled, I've kind of come (laughs) to the conclusion that, you know, there's no coincidences. And especially with like YWLS, I don't know if you've seen the pictures from them, but there was like Masonic symbolism everywhere with Turning Point, like the- The theme was pink and black with like checkerboard floors. And it was like, it was, it was so insane. Like when I saw it, I became so disgusted. And I was like, I had like this flashback and I was like, I was totally associated with these people and I can't even believe that I was. And I'm so glad that, you know, God woke me up when he did. And I found all of this, these new, this new community of just people who really value the Lord and who really value, um, everything light and i'm no longer just trapped in this like dark circle of culture that i used to be in because it was really a cult yes af forever and um but it was it's just really interesting because um even even so just like in your daily life you see so many different types of like masonic and satanic symbolism like what you said with like the cars um like when they were trying to pass the ukraine agenda like the blue and yellow kind of thing uh people were posting like on bmw there was a uh, bmw with like a yellow sunflower and the bmw like the blue logo and it was so i was like are you freaking kidding me and this was like a few weeks before the whole Ukraine Russia thing came out too. So it was like, it was total like color coding right before our eyes, before it actually went down. And I just thought it was so interesting seeing BMW. And they posted a few times like the yellow and blue before the agenda of like Russia and Ukraine came out and same with like all these celebrities like Kim Kardashian, they were wearing yellow and blue before the agenda came out and uh, you see, like, all the satanic symbolism, like, during the month of June and July, and, Jul- and uh, it was April, April, May, and June, they were posting, like, pink and black, which the whole well, B- ho- ho- sorry, whole Roby Wade thing was coming out, and pink and black in Gematria is, it's, like, linked directly to child sacrifice, so it was, like, they're passing these agendas like way before it became popular. And so many people are like outraged about Roe v. Wade and we see it affecting women so much. Uh, like 50% of women are pro choice, which is so heartbreaking. And I'm like one of the halves where I'm like, absolutely no way. And um, I don't know if you saw the video, but B it was me, Ed Lauren and uh, Elizabeth. And we, we, Completely hijacked a pro-choice rally in uh, in Vero Beach, and we totally oh, yeah, scared them that. off. Oh my gosh, it was the coolest thing. But- was that
1: the uh, hose mad one?
0: Yes, yes. That was Keck. <laughs> it was awesome. But uh, what's really interesting, and I don't know if they have shared the video of this, but there were pro-life organizers there who were trying to make conversation with these heathens and they got so pissed off at us for dispersing the protest they were like we're here to talk with them we're here to interact with them and you're not being a loving christian you're not being christian like at all and
1: yeah these type of christians are basically like so cucked like you you can't uh you can't like Jesus told us we have to hate sin, okay? We have to love our enemy, but we have to hate sin. I mean, this whole idea that, like, Jesus was, like, this loving guy, and he was, like, a hippie, and he didn't really care about anything, is, like, complete bullshit. Jesus said, he said, I came to bring a sword. I came to divide households. I mean, like, I went to one of the local abortion protests in my city, And I, I, I pulled up with the boys, and I pulled up with a megaphone, and I, we pulled up with our rosaries, and we were screaming "hose mad." Yeah, there you go. We were screaming (laughs) "repent for your sins." Exactly, yeah. We were, we were telling them that Jesus was going to, going to punish them for killing their children, and it's Mm -hmm. like so true. And you don't say these things because you hate these people. You say, you say these things because you love them, and it's like hate Mm -hmm. it's like love coming from hate and you want to save these people and you also want to save the children right
0: yeah absolutely and what's really interesting is one of the wives of the the husbands who was completely attacking ed specifically i was looking at her profile and she was literally following following like hillsong bethel like all of these big mega churches who are like preaching oh be be a tolerant and loving and weak Christian. And we like we have to accept everybody and we have to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, dude, this is the exact definition of lukewarm right here. You are literally yep. listening to all of these <laughs> mega churches who like, even I was like big in like the mega churches. Like I was Protestants into- are going to be
1: Protestants are going to be so surprised when they get to heaven and realize there's no evangelical worship music and concerts.
0: <laughs> yeah there certain types of protestant but uh i mean the uh the calvinists that's what i call them they're just the calvinists mm-hmm. what uh what's really interesting with uh with those christians though to kind of conclude before we go into our next topic is like even even the christians are deceived even like the the symbolism the uh, subliminal messaging you know is so real that it's impacting Christians. It's impacting Satanists. You know, it's like it's impacting everybody, and wh- whether it's in a small scale or a big scale. But what's really interesting is like back in like the seventies, the the seventies, the back before even so, the the type of subliminal messaging just wasn't around. And you saw people with like a strong head. Everyone was thinking for themselves up until MKUltra Ultra rolled around. And just the the shift from being able to fully have your own mind and understand what your what God's agenda was b- versus now, people don't even they don't know how to they barely know how to like walk around in the park. They don't even go outside anymore. They just sit on their screens all day. And that's like that's the agenda that they're pushing.
1: Well, and- there's sort of been this like slow shift in our culture. It's like like I said, like People aren't necessarily, like, blatantly trying to manipulate people, but there's been this, like, uh, slow culture shift where there's an emphasis on, um, like, for, uh, for example, like, in the mid-60s when rock and roll and, like, blues started coming yes. out. And it had, uh, it, it focused on a greater emphasis on, like, the sexual liberation and, the, and like, general depravity. And yes. um, the idea of Satanism was a big ideology in that music. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's basically, it started as like uh, a means to generally start scaring people. And it was beginning to take, uh, take shape around the time when uh, Anton LaVey and his whole like church of Satan and yeah. uh, these occultists uh, cultists like Aleister Crowley and all this uh, satanic symbolism was starting to like bleed into the mainstream rock and roll and oh you know um band groups like the beatles and um
0: you have elvis yeah mick jagger mick jagger they all
1: have like these um this satanic symbol um
0: yes and like the symbolism too
1: yeah and like uh led zeppelin yes uh like um like the um guitarist for led zeppelin when led zeppelin had um he uh, he purchased um, the haunted, ha- the like the haunted house that was owned by um Aleister Crowley.
0: Yes, I I stuff like have that. heard that story. Yeah, it's it's really interesting what happened there. And one of their <clears throat> one of their uh, songs that they wrote actually came from a massive like hallucinogen dream, and they basically laid out what like demons look like and what we have, like the representation of what like Aleister Crowley and the Led Zeppelin gang, what they described as a demon actually looked like uh, one of those aliens, like my logo. um, It looked like one of those, which is really interesting to me. Um, Yeah, they were Led Zeppelin is like, they're like one of the most disgusting like band groups I have ever heard of. They're just they're so satanic. Yeah, so and it bad. was just
1: like so implemented in the culture that even like like Black Sabbath, for example, like they're yes. one of the biggest examples of like quote unquote an accidental like satanic supporters. Yeah. And like they they actually got mad in the 70s that their fans were all like Satanists. And they uh they started blaming the agenda pushed by like metalheads like um Iron Maiden and Judas Priest and Martin oh Lee yeah True yes. for um, contributing to what the American media at the time was calling the satanic panic.
0: Yeah, and
1: hardly any of these groups actually believed what they were seeing about, and the uh, satanic imagery was like very much a trend. And <laughs> yeah, you know, there was like stuff like um they would like pretend to drink blood from
0: yes. goblets
1: that were made from hollowed Quote out skulls unquote, of pretend. goats <laughs> yeah and uh yeah it was like a controversy that basically uh sold and the devil was like paying for it
0: yes you know what I mean? and and also like moving into like the next subject of like serial killers i briefly covered this in episode 2 but these people were like not only were they super MK ultra, but they were also like the satanic agenda that they had, like the, the satanic religion that they were associated with was so strong too. And the media like never talked about it. The media never talked about how like the son of Sam uh, is it Dave Berkowitz. Is that what his name is? I forget. Yeah, but I um, so. yeah, so he was like, he was super satanic. Uh, he believed that a possessed dog was telling him to mass murder people. (laughs) You have like Jeffrey Dahmer, who is like one of like the, I I guess uh, you could call it like the the satanic elite. Like he's like one of their muses with like artwork. I mean, you see, what's his name? Um, uh, Tony Podesta in his house. He has a art piece that looks exactly like the way that Jeffrey Dahmer, like, killed his victims and and posed them. And he was super satanic. Uh, You have, like, the Zodiac Killer, who showed extreme satanic symbolism in his stuff. But it's, like, it's so interesting, too, the fact that the media was able to pass on this immediate, like, fear monger and yeah it's it's
1: sort of this idea of like mass serial killers and it's like um forensic scientists believe that like our biological like brain makeup and our genetics influence our ability to kill and on the other hand there are forensic psychologists who argue that the ability to kill comes from a direct result of our upbringing or social context and I think the idea of of serial killers is sort of like mini- uh, media manipulation, really.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And what's really interesting, I also covered this in uh, in episode two, but it kind of created like the same kind of mindset that COVID had on us. Like people were locked in their doors. They were they were on their screens, like getting super scared because the media was constantly pushing like this this overall like nightly fear on the on on like every single show segment like they were like oh these mass murderers are out everywhere run and hide and stay indoors and don't come out and people were so afraid to go outside because they were afraid to die and they were like it was just kind of like this um this mindset that they kind of I feel like tested out before like the COVID pandemic too or pandemic I should say but um What's really interesting, too, is um, the fact that the government was also able to pass more restrictive laws during this time. Um, so they were able to give, like, the juries more power. They were able to give the government more power. And it was, like, mostly, like, for, ex- for instance, the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970 It was kind of aimed at the mafia, but it allowed for the juries to have, like, so much government overreach over, like, what they should be able to do. Um, And what's really interesting as well is that the mafia was super buddy-buddy with the CIA. Like, they were involved with Marilyn Monroe's death, President Kennedy. It was just, like, they were able to, because of the fear, they were able to pass more laws without the people even thinking about it
1: yeah it's like before you talking about the mk ultra thing and um if you look at all of these serial killers throughout history you'll notice that they all have something in common so like the mainstream persona of a serial killer is basically like this nerdy white guy who has no friends he lives with his mom he's an incel and uh <laughs> yeah. he has a certain type of victim right he go he's like he wants revenge for himself because he's been betrayed by society he goes after like prostitutes. He goes after politicians. He goes after uh, media personalities. You know, he has like a certain beef with the society. So the narrative being pushed by the media, that's the narrative being pushed by the media, right? But is that really the case? I mean, if you look deep into the background of like all the famous serial killers, like Jeffrey Dahmer and, uh, you know, etc., cetera, uh, you will find what you will find Is that they um, all seem to have connections to the occult, and if you look at the attitudes of these people, you will see that much more is going on than just some lone incel killer. These people have like high-level connections, whether they're like occult connections or military connections. Yeah. And um, so, like, is there a reality of MK Ultra-style serial killers? There was. there was this piece written back in like 2002 or something like that. And it, um, I forget who it's written by, but it basically revealed the pattern of the serial killers where they seem to have a like serious, serious, whether it's like just military training or like perhaps even assassin training.
0: Yes. Yep. That, or even sniper training. Like uh what's his, why am I forgetting his name right now? But he's the uh, Hugh Hefner. He had like sniper training, like special ops sniper training from mm. the CIA and uh, and the military, which is really interesting. Yeah, they all have different connections with that. And also, like bringing into like modern times, we also have like mass shooters now. Like the like there is like an overwhelming amount of mass shooters right now. And looking into like the the manifestos and like overall motives of these guys. They're like super leftist, super like they're they're Stalinists, they they hate they hate capitalism, they hate uh conservatism and they're going after all these people just for like zero reason. And you look into uh like what they're posting on on like social media and you'll find that they have like FBI hats on and like what what else do they have? They they have like special ops training kind of stuff. It's just really interesting uh, to see like modern times, what, what they're doing as well. I believe that it's all like a CIA psyop kind of thing too. And even finding out about uh, the, uh, the Texas shooting, uh, the police officers that were on the scene waited about an hour and a half inside of the school while the shooter was in the school to even interfere and save the kids. So and I'm wondering if they if the the Texas shooting was actually real because of the lack of defense from the police. It's just it's all so interesting to me.
1: Yeah, I well I think the main takeaway is that they are all operating under the like guide of the American regime. They all have you know those um they all have those goals in mind to further the plot of the the regime so to speak like and it's, it's been happening since what since like the um like 18 18th, um ever since basically the um fuck what is it called the <laughs> the um, french revolution yes it's, it's all it's it's all been a product of that basically
0: yeah there it, it's it's just, it, it's so, you kind of just have no words, but at the same time, it's like, can you really, like, put it past the government to do stuff like this to us, like, just randomly kill people, and like, it yeah, did you, like um? A... oh, go ahead,
1: did you read about, um like, all the Navy SEALs programs, like, the one by, there's one um by a guy named Tom, uh, Dr. Thomas Nerut, and he was in charge of, a program in the Navy that was designed to train Navy SEALs to basically be assassins or like
0: yes I did. killers.
1: And then there's also there's like the Phoenix program, which
0: uh, was yes, uh, in Vietnam.
1: Program. Yeah, in yep. Vietnam, and it was uh, involved the training of like military groups. I don't know. Like, if it was just the Navy. It could have been. Like uh, several military groups, I don't want to just like call out the Navy, but uh,
0: no, you're there. It the was everyone, yeah. The
1: goal of the program was basically to like pick out and isolate the people that were most oriented towards being potential serial killers, and uh, in some, a lot of case, there was a case where they would where they would teach the soldiers the uh, local occult beliefs, like the local Viet Cong. Um, yes, they would. Yeah, like their like hoodoo rituals and their religions and stuff, and one of the um, one of the manipulations that they used was the idea that um, these Viet Cong soldiers couldn't go to heaven if their liver was still intact. So they got the American soldiers to sneak into their uh, camps in the middle of the night, and they would um, they would crush their windpipes with um, with a rock, and they would cut out and remove the livers of the Viet Cong soldiers it's so, so bad. they could get to heaven
0: yes it's it's so bad so
1: there's like definitely if you if you think about all that and like all the mk ultra stuff and it all connects there's definitely some kind of there's definitely like government uh yeah like manipulation with people's minds and that's really like it 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 um it spans from like um subliminal messaging all the way to mk ultra that's the the scale
0: and honestly it all has satanic roots like satan is absolutely orchestrating this kind of programming because like he wants us to be confused he wants us to be defenseless against what what his uh, new world order agenda is he wants us to not be ready for end times and you know as i always say like satan's mindset right now since being thrown out of heaven was if i'm going down i'm going to take as many people as i can with me and that's why he took one third of the angels and that is why mk Ultra's around that's why so many people are <laughs> accepting like these new age agendas while they're completely turning from christ and you know it's making things like extremely hard for us but I understand why at this point the disciples were so eager to go out and tell people about Jesus. It's just like, you you kind of like understand once you're out in the field, why it is so important to get this information out there so that the people can decide for themselves to choose Christ because we're doing our work here. We're doing our part, exposing this stuff for, for our viewers, for, Everybody who might come across this con this podcast and just find out something new, and you know, start realizing that their way of life, you know, is not what is going to get them into a <laughs> happily ever after, so to speak, um, because we want everyone to to be in heaven with with Christ, you know. But yeah, uh, I definitely
1: have had the urge to get more involved uh, as things of recent things have transpired.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of like. You have to, and it's not like a, oh, I like, like you, you're forced to do it. It's like, you understand that this is your, your duty now, now that you're awake, now that uh, you understand the world, just like the disciples did, you have to understand, you have to like get everybody else in the same mindset too, because it's like, this is my, this is my duty. Time is running out. You need to get to these people before it's too late, because at the end of the day, when you sit face to face with Christ, And you have to confess what you've done in your life. um, You're going to want to be one of those people who said, I did everything that I can, that I could to bring people close to you because I understood your mission. I understood my mission, you know, and we all want him to look down at us and say, well done, my good and faithful servant, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, I had a lot of fun recording <laughs> this podcast. I thought it was so fun. And we, you gave me like a long list of different topics that I think that I could have you on wh- whenever you want to, to discuss more, more things that uh, you have, you had written down for me. Like there's like pizza gate stuff there. Was oh
1: yeah, absolutely. I'm down to come stuff. back on.
0: Yeah. It would be so fun. I, everybody, uh, this was Oklahoma griper. Where can we find you? Uh, you can
1: find things, yeah. me on Instagram at Oklahoma Groiper. And I don't have a Twitter right now because I keep getting banned. <laughs> Twitter just can't handle me. I'm too powerful. Yes. But yeah, yes. Oklahoma Groiper on Instagram is the main one. I'm popping off on Instagram. I'm uh, posting some controversial stuff.
0: Yes, I love your life.
1: stuff. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> of course. Okay, so I have one final question for you before we get off. I've been doing this thing every week now talking about my favorite right wing brands or organizations or influencers that are super like vital to supporting during the time of like being red pilled. Like for me, Hmm. my favorite, one of my favorite organizations is Forbidden Clothes and they I'm wearing a Forbidden Clothes outfit right now. They have a Pizzagate shirt and I'm like, oh, I'm totally wearing this out in public. And people are going to be like, what the heck is that? I'm going to be like, oh.
1: Just you wait. Just you wait. Well, uh, Jillian, I don't know if if like giving your your money to like some company is necessarily doing the best to help out. What I would suggest is giving your money to the church. I mean, I would recommend the Catholic Church. I mean, this is the church that was built by Jesus Christ, and we have a very strong structure still to this day and we need all the support we can get to combat uh, satan and combat modern society so anything you can do within the church any any money you can give any like general support you don't have to give money but i mean
0: yeah that's the
1: biggest thing you can do yeah I mean, that's yeah. the big if you want to support anything it's, it's got to be the church right
0: absolutely and so
1: shout out to the church
0: yeah shout out to the church that's awesome i i find a super huge importance with creating the uh, a different type of like you know society like a parallel society with all of the big tech and all of the like amazons and walmarts and targets of the world <laughs> who are constantly pushing these disgusting like gay agendas the black lives matter stuff like you just get sick of it and so i feel like when people understand that there's like more opportunities for you to put your money in like for instance like gab marketplace i i talked about gab marketplace a little (laughs) bit but it's kind of like facebook and amazon combined facebook marketplace and amazon combined it's like you don't have to be buying things from big tech companies anymore you can find your parallel society and um one of the ones that i wanted to bring up lately it's not necessarily a conservative um or right-wing thing but instead of buying like meat and produce from like the stores go to your local farms because right now they need like all the support that they can get because bill gates is trying to starve us and they're trying to ruin all their crops and put them out of business and oh yeah absolutely us,
1: I- like- i'm a, i'm a huge advocate of going to my local form uh, farms like me i'm a um, i'm on a like I don't eat vegetables. I'm on sort of like an animal-based diet. And I go to my local farms and I get their grass-fed meat, which is really important. Yeah. It's, it's not corn fed. I get their grass-fed eggs, grass-fed chicken. I get raw ma- milk, which is very yes, important. raw because, milk
0: pill. There you go.
1: Yeah, raw milk. It's like uh, people are lactose intolerant until they drink raw milk, which yep. is a big, <laughs> a big red flag. But yeah, yes. with that being said, like I – I do, um, I do like some Christian companies. Like I do like, um, based in reality, I like pilgrim patches and, um, anime tobacco and firearms. That's an, that's another good, you know, if I'm going to have if I'm going to be dripped out, it's got to be a Christian drip, right?
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's a, (laughs) I I think, I think it's more fun too, because you're just giving them more exposure and like, it's more of like a thing where like you don't have to be like necessarily sponsored by them. You just like genuinely appreciate it and you want yeah. them to do well and yeah, you you want God to bless them, you know. So, yeah, with that being said, I'm glad that you you had all that to say about the church and uh, the local farms and being raw milk-pilled. But everyone, <laughs> I had so much fun. Uh, yeah, this was, this was such a fun podcast. But, yes, I'm going to be launching the next episode, episode four – there we go. Episode four um, on Friday because I didn't post yesterday due to the fact that it was Fourth of July and before we were supposed to record, I was I was literally like I was dead. I was not feeling good at all. But I got the Christopher Key stuff and you know I started I started doing Christopher Key's concoctions. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's like
1: no no clue.
0: He, he's the founder of the Vaccine Police and he is legit if you are sick like buy his stuff because it's like the stuff that you treat for like COVID and it's like really crazy like concoctions that you can use for like water purifying systems but uh, (laughs) it's awesome it worked I was cured in a day and it was it was really nice but um, yeah I I'm going to post on Friday and we're going to be discussing the moon landing and we're going to be discussing the Titanic theory which is I think one of my favorite conspiracies of all time It's one of the first ones I had ever heard but
1: I think I know what you're talking about that's pretty kick
0: cat- yeah <laughs> <An iconic> conspiracy <laughs> yeah it's a good one but anyways I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast I hope that you enjoy Oklahoma Groiper because we're definitely gonna have him back on to talk about more conspiracies more truth topics for you guys but um, I will I will conclude this here do you guys do you have anything else to say?
1: Uh, no, nah, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm I'm good. I'm, <laughs> uh, right. I've said all I need to say.
0: Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, take care, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody.